Hey there, I'm Cindy Coaches. I am a writer and the host of Pen to Paper Press podcast. From time to time, I sit down with best-selling authors, writers, editors, publishers, and creative souls in my virtual studio to talk about the process of developing her stories to completing her works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as a writer from the moment we put pen to paper. There's a lot of elements to nurturing our creative souls and navigating the mindset minefield. With pen and paper in hand, we can accomplish anything. Everything is possible. The writer's soul knows our words have power and our stories matter. It's time to write from the heart and empower our written voices. In today's episode, I will be exploring the value paid and non-paid editors give our written works of art. Is an editor worth the money? For a writer, the simple answer is yes. For the reader, it's a solid hell yeah. Ask yourself this. If it's difficult to read, are you going to continue flipping the pages to reach the end of the book, or are you going to set it down and let it collect dust? Writers write for many reasons. Some of the time it's to share a very personal experience. Other times it's to instruct or share technical knowledge. It could be to entertain, to tell a tale, tell someone else's tale, expand or showcase your credentials and insights on a specific topic that's intended to convert potential customers into paying clients. A lot of entrepreneurs are encouraged to write a book and sold on the concept of how it's going to thrust their business ahead of their colleagues. However, if everyone is doing it, how are you going to stand out in the congestion? By having a well-written book that is visually appealing and having consistent content flow and it's edited. No one is perfect. Get that out of your head. No one needs that stressor to stifle creativity. The need to be perfect is a dangerous concept. That's why you create a support team, one that's got your back and tells you honestly what they think of your written project and possible ways to improve it. An editor is a valuable element in the publishing process. An editor will read your book differently than say your best friend, mother, significant other, and your peers. I'm not saying their opinions are not valuable. They are. They can help clarify your content. The question is, are they going to spot the errors? Or if they do, will they tell you about them? Based on my experience, my friends want to support and encourage me and boost my self-confidence. They want to tell me what is good about it. And they, most of them, shy away from telling me the things they deem as negative. They won't tell me about the spelling errors, the loops that didn't close, how Sally started off at the beginning of the book as a blonde, and at the conclusion had shoulder-length hair that's dyed violet purple. 
asking when did that happen and why may leave them feeling as though they missed an important transition in the storyline or they don't want to admit it. Our friends and families don't want to hurt our feelings and tell us the paragraph and tell us about the paragraph inconsistencies. They are not likely to ask, Hey Cindy, what's with the fetish with this phrase you keep repeating? After the book is published and you ask them about an error you find on the hard copy, good chances they may say, I didn't know how to tell you about XYZ. Sorry. Some individuals will go to great lengths not to hurt your feelings or know how to tell you about the errors. They simply don't know whether or not writers want to hear about the mistakes. I love my friends and I am grateful for their support. However, they're not editors. Yes, several of them give me insight, insightful criticism and valuable feedback and can be brutally honest. Truthfully, I want them to read the final draft before I send it off to be printed. There's a lot of elements to writing a book. First, the most obvious is sitting down and writing it. Next, going through the first draft, cleaning it up and getting rid of the loose ends and danglers. This is when we make sure the story develops and the character's personality traits well, stay consistent. In episode 13, I shared why it's important and offered a few suggestions to maintain those details. But when it comes to editing, I have spoken to authors who wish they had hired an editor after their book had hit the presses. One gale told me she struggled with promoting it because she didn't want anyone to criticize her for what she considers a clearing error. For one, get that mindset out of your head. We are all humans. We all make mistakes. And we are continuously learning. Allow it to be a learning experience. Did you do your best that you could at the time? Let me answer that for you. Yes. Yes, you did. You did the best job of writing from your heart, sharing your insights, and you did it with pride. Allowing this, allow this to be your driving force. And by the way, editors don't catch every mistake. How do I know this? Is it from personal experience or to trash editors? Nope. It's because we're all humans doing the best that we can. Okay, I believe I've driven that statement home enough. A good editor will look at the written project from several angles. They are looking at the grammar, punctuation, storyline, consistency, the plot, character setting, and how the transitions occurred and so forth. Hopefully, they are not simply running it through one or two spelling and grammar checking programs and calling it good enough. A good editor will actually read the book's content. And for the catch, there are various types of editors. 
your friends, family members, and colleagues fit under the beta reader umbrella. Generally, they are the individuals who read your written projects and give you their opinions. Again, many of them offer valuable insight and give advice. They are a fresh pair of eyes to your work, and a handful of them will ask you questions if they don't understand something. Even though I've hammered on that fact that many will be apprehensive in giving you the hardcore feedback you want so you can improve your book, this is still a great way to receive feedback. Bonus, once the book is published, you can ask them to write a review on websites like Amazon, Goodreads, and etc. on the day of or a short period after the launch of your book because they've read it. Of course, many of those outlets will require them to purchase the book. So what other types of editors are there? Proofreaders tend to focus on looking for glaring, you know, grammar and punctuation errors. Developmental editors tend to go beyond finding the spelling errors, spotting the extra spaces between the words, and the other elements that create inconsistencies in formatting. We focus on verifying the storyline, voices, and overall messages are consistent. Copy editors focus on sentence structure, grammatical and factual errors, clarity of the plot, voice consistencies, and stylized use of punctuation and tone. Copy editing is the task, in a nutshell, of correcting a manuscript while maintaining the author's intention and message. But here's the thing. There are no defined lines as to what a specific editor does. The lines blur, and we do the best that we can to help the author improve their manuscript. Each of us has a, have our strong points and weaknesses. It's good to talk to the individuals, interview them, before you hand them your precious document. That's your baby. You worked hard on it. You spent a lot of time and energy to create it. Before you share it with the world, doesn't it deserve to be edited by someone who knows how to help you? I'd like to share a story with you, a lesson or two from an author friend. A friend who published a book several years ago shared with me how they were mortified when... After the book was published, someone shared with her the mistakes they found. During the pre-launch and launching of the book period, she was geeked and eager to promote her book. She was excited beyond excitement. She did it. She published her book. She wanted everyone to know it. When that person shared with her the errors, her world crashed. She wanted to hide her book. This proud author was crushed. She trusted the hybrid publishing company and, as she stated, handed them her fate willingly. She reached out to them about correcting the book, but the cost to update it 
was outside of her budget. The lesson she learned was to have another professional set of eyes read and edit her book prior to publishing. The key element, they have to read the book. I have another client who said another, a different hybrid publishing company they had hired, uh, ran her book through grammar spell checking program and later found out they didn't actually read her book. When hiring someone to take on a key element in the development of your book, ask questions, ask what the process is and what you can expect. It takes courage to write your book. It takes even more courage to share it with others. We want the messages we wrote from our heart to be seen and felt by the reader. As any writer will tell you, it's harder to edit our own work because we know what the intended content is, what is meant, what we meant to state, and we know the backstory. Having an editor read through and edit our book is valuable because they are looking at the content with a fresh pair of eyes and looking for the detail elements your friends and family are not necessarily looking for. It's all a process and experience is our grandest teacher. There's always lessons to be learned. Have fun and follow your intuition. Nice music shift, isn't it? I'm not ready to end this podcast. Something that came up during the writer circle that I host on Wednesdays was we were we were discussing various things like we typically do. Um, and yes, we do take time during our writer circle to write. Uh, it is 30 minutes and... The nice part about that, of course, is the fact that we are scheduled to write. Even if it's just that one time during the week, it is a scheduled period for writing. So that is one of the great assets of participating in the pen to paper press writer's circle. But that's not what I'm trying to relay. In our conversation... Something that came up, and I wrote this down. If I work hard enough, I will be good enough. And we were talking about who am I to write uh, this. We were talking about competition and am I qualified? Who am I to do this? And our resistance to write our voice. Because right now, in the culture that we have, there's a lot of armchair judges out there. There's critics everywhere, eager to pounce on somebody. Well, when that happens, we withdraw because we don't want to be attacked. It's the bold voice that you know, hangs back and, you know, waits to see what happens. Well, we do the same thing with our writing, because truly, when we write from our heart, it is coming from 
a part of us that is so wise. And that wisdom does not fit in with a lot of the things that's going on right now. And so, of course, we want to protect our wisdom. We want to protect ourselves. We want to hold that back. And, you know, it with everything that's out there, I've noticed that a lot of people have withdrawn from social media platforms. And if they're there, they're not posting as much. Many people have quit posting you know, um, the fun-loving comments. Um, I pulled away from Facebook. Last year, I completely, the only reason I was on it was to post stuff for my group page, Pen, uh, Pen to Paper Writer Circle. It's a Facebook group. That was the only thing I posted in because I I couldn't deal with all the anger and the aggression and the attacking. And, you know, nobody really thrives in that atmosphere. Nobody finds relief in that atmosphere. And, of course, there's no compassion and there's no support when you're in that. And if you do find that, you're hesitant to accept it. Because what's the catch? Of course, the the energy of social media has shifted now that the election is over and the the massive uh, amount of um, emotions has settled in regards to covid and the election and all the other things that are out there really um i guess you could say poking the bear and bringing out a lot of uh, a lot of things up for people and as someone who is an intuitive these are things that are being brought up for a reason it is to show us something how you interpret that that's up to you. <laughs> it's not up to me. But I've uh, I've wandered way off topic. So what happened in in the last year and a half is we've really pulled away from our voices and writing from our hearts and sharing from our hearts because that is probably one of the most vulnerable spaces it, it's who we are and to have you know that armchair what do they call them armchair judges um you know when you have that that committee of critics <laughs> that sit back and judge everybody and tell you you're doing it right you're doing it wrong you should have did it this way you should have done it that way this is the right way that's the wrong way it really stifles our creativity. And I've noticed that with some create, uh, creatives that they are, they're, they're going into their own space. And I don't want to say they're secluding themselves, but they're being more intimate with their artwork, with their craft. They're not sharing it as much. And what a shame because we're 
holding back because of what somebody else thinks of us. And I'm guilty of it. I have issues with it. <laughs> and then again, we also have that, am I good enough? If I work hard enough, I will be good enough. You know what? You're good enough. You are good enough. I can't stress that enough. Aha, how many times have I said enough? It's enough that it's enough. <laughs> you know, I have the courage to write. Have the courage to create. Doodle, paint, draw pictures in the sand at the beach and watch the waves lap it up and, and carry it out to, you know, out out there. <laughs> you know, it's it's all good. And what I want to share is to be gentle. This is not a competition. Life is not meant to be a competition. Life is meant to be this amazing adventure. It was never intended to be grace, lived in grayscale. I came up with that saying, I, you know what, probably 20 years ago when I was going through some hard times. And it was my mantra. Life is an amazing adventure. It was never intended to be lived in grayscale. And that was how I could flip around what I deemed at the moment as a very harmful or difficult or challenging period. I would sit back and like, okay, what is, what am I to learn out of this? What is the experience and what is the insight I am, I'm gaining here? And how can I flip this? And, and how can I perceive this so that it's healing for me and, and helpful and guides me forward? So competition. Competition. You know, I created the 21-day writing intensive. And it's not that you know, you're intensely going to write for 21 days. That's not the purpose of it. It's <laughs> to help you get the mindset of intensely focusing on writing for a minimum of 21 days. You know, I have, uh, you know, meeting times with, you know, with the participants and we go over different you know, points of writing a book, such as structure, you know, uh, finding your rhythm and if you want to do an outline or if you don't want to do an outline, what works best for you, figuring that out, meeting our characters, of course, um, I've mentioned that in the last podcast, the value of meeting our characters and how that can really save us time. The reason I don't call it a challenge is you know what, I'm not in competition with anybody. And I know a lot of creatives who will, just like me, step back from a competition and go, go ahead, you compete all you want. Go for it. I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to be good with where I'm at and I don't need to compete with you. So... There are those that, of course, thrive on that competition and, you know, that that need to be better or to prove that they're better than someone else. 
you know what, go for it. If that's what drives you, then follow your heart on it. But if it doesn't resonate with you, don't do the 10 day challenge to drop 10 pounds or the 10 day challenge to write a book, 10 day challenge to, you know, run a marathon. Not that you could do that in 10 days or I'll, or at least train for it unless you've been training for it. Truly, it's a personal choice. So if you're a non-competitive person and you are looking for a place to, you know, sit back, be in a community that's supportive, you know, I invite you to join the Pen to Paper Press Writer's Circle. Again, we meet and we discuss something about writing. <laughs> Sometimes it's about a life thing <laughs> um, that has happened a time or two. But we take, an, we take 30 minutes and we write. And it is we feel so good afterwards when when we're when we're disconnecting from the zoom call we all feel uplifted because we're coming together as a community to support each other and right now isn't that what we really want i want to feel supported i want to feel compassion towards myself which is you know if anything that we have learned from the last year and a half is how do I want to be treated? How do I want to treat others? We have really learned our boundaries um, in ways that otherwise we would never, ever have, you know, considered. We now look at things differently. And what I really, what would warm my heart the most is for us creatives and I'll tell you what everybody is creative it might be in woodworking it might be in painting it might be in building a house it might be you know the guys who do the well and ladies who take the chainsaw and carve out a critter out of a tree stump I, to me I used to cut firewood I couldn't do that I guess if I had lots of practice, but I was busy cutting firewood so that I could heat my home. <laughs> so I wasn't looking to make critters out of it. But that's creative. Somebody who sits and, and whittles. Um, you know, my grandfather used to, to whittle, um, I think they were like long, not long ear, long horn <laughs> steer. Oh my. You know, there's the candle makers. Creativity is a process of expressing from our heart. And we all are capable of doing it. And for me right now, I would love to see more people tune in, tap in, and find that harmony within and sit down and, and take 30 minutes to doodle, uh, an hour to 
paint that masterpiece, to take an afternoon with the kids or the grandkids and, you know, do the chalk drawings out on the sidewalks. Because when we're in that space, that is when we find our peace. And we're we're not worried about how am I going to pay the bills. We're not worried about what we're going to have to do at work tomorrow. We're in the moment. We're focused on the project and everything else, the world, all the other stressors, you know, the world, everything just slips away and we get into our craft, whatever it is. And we settle into our heart and we express ourselves. And how beautiful is that? So, all right. With the editors, there's a million and ten different types of editors out there. And it's not for me to tell you which editor to look for. You have to find that person who you feel comfortable working with. Like I said earlier in the podcast, truly, talk to them. Find out what makes them tick. Find out how they can help you. Yes, it's going to cost you money. And yes, it is going to cost you time. But when you look at the benefits of having someone who is you know, whether it's a beta reader, and those are your individuals, like your, your, again, like your mother, your best friend, your significant other, somebody who is going to read it at one level, that is valuable, because they're going to look at it more at content. They're looking for, you know, does it make sense? And and in some cases, they might be the one who says, you know what, what happened to Sally here? You know, Sally's like a whole different person from what she started off at the beginning of the book. Did I miss something? Whereas an editor, now an editor is going to see your book in a different way because they are looking for the errors they're, yes, they are, and, and it depends on who the editor is, they're going to be looking at it not only for the entertainment purposes, but they're looking for the development, they're looking for the arc, they're looking for the pivot points, they're, you know, those transitional periods where they're making sure that, you know, you don't, that you cut away what doesn't need to be there such as the danglers and and the extra ands <laughs> like I do when I'm talking. They're going to approach your book in a different light. And I have several writer friends who, you know, they they handed their book to a a uh, a hybrid publishing company. And when I say that, there's, that is such a broad spectrum because you have your, your publishing houses, you know, the big, 
you know, uh, well, I can't think of the names of them right now. And then you have your self-publishing. And your self-publishing is literally you writing the book, you having somebody edit it, and then you publishing it through, um, you know, it could be through Lulu, it could be through Amazon, it could be through whomever, where you are responsible and you're, you start it and you finish it. And then the hybrids fit in between. And there are other forms of publishing houses, of course. Um, but I'm just going to use hybrids because time. <laughs> they help you. They, they help you in, in many ways. Well, several of my writer friends that have just hand, you know, wrote the book, handed it over, and then didn't have, you know, those others go through the book. They didn't um, have a editor actually go through it. And they're all excited. They published a book. Oh my gosh, look at me, look at me. Yay, I got a book out there. Look at me, I'm selling them. And then they have somebody tell them, you know what? Your, why is your paragraph, some of them have extra spaces? Uh, why are there double spaces in between some of your words? Um, and start pointing out all these different, well, errors. These misalignments, you know, paragraphs not lining up uh, consistently through the pages, you know, uh, all of the chapters but three starting on you know, the right-hand side and all of this other stuff. And they start seeing, oh my God, I, I have all of this and, and all these errors. And all of a sudden they're thinking, oh my God, I don't want anybody to buy my book. I have all these errors. I'm so embarrassed. Again, you're human. And the people helping you out, they're human too. There's a lesson in this. There's a reason that it is the way it is. And it's for, it's, it's not to, it's not intended to be a way to defeat yourself and beat yourself up. It is another opportunity for you to learn how to be more compassionate with yourself. Yeah, that's a hell of a lesson. It's one that I keep bumping up against pretty much all my life, just like everybody else. So be compassionate on yourself. If you published a book and you're afraid to share it because it's got mistakes in it, you know what? You don't need to apologize to anybody. You published a book. Look at you. You published a book. You wrote a book. It's not even that you published it. You accomplished something that so many people say, I'm going to do that one day. You did it. Congratulations. That's so wonderful. Again, you're not in competition with anybody. And if you are, and that's your drive, then I wish you well. And and hope you find peace in 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 that process for you. But for those of us that are non-competitive, be good to yourself. Go with the flow. And 
you know what, the next book that you write and publish, you'll look for those errors. You'll look for that misalignments. You'll look for those different things. Again, it's all a learning curve, just like these podcasts. You know what? I was told hmm, three, three episodes in by a friend that thought it was very annoying that I giggle too much on the podcast when I'm talking to people. You know what? I giggle. <laughs> That's me. I giggle. I'm not changing me. So allow those armchair critics, judges, whatever, um, our armchair football players. I, don't, I can't think of the, how they term it. Anyways, doesn't matter. Let them do their thing. Because in the grand scheme of everything, it's you taking care of you and living the best life that you can live and finding your harmony and finding your joy. Finding your joy, you know, again, living life that is an amazing adventure because it was never intended to be lived in Grayscale. Okay, now I'm ending this podcast. You know what? I would love to read your comments. Go to pen to paper press. Excuse me. Go to pen to paper press.com backslash podcast and go to the show notes. Leave a comment there. Subscribe to the newsletter. When you subscribe to my newsletter, you're going to get each episode in your inbox. Uh, the algorithms for social media are continuously sh shifting and changing. And I've noticed that my podcasts are becoming uh, less visible on social media. And I don't want you to miss something. If it helps you, then please subscribe to the newsletter. that, Or subscribe to the RSS feed through, you know, like Spotify, um, Apple Player, you know, the whole iHeart. Um, there's a whole list of them, and I share that on the website. And, you know, if you want to help support the podcast financially I do have patron just click on the button and a dollar even a dollar would help to help cover the cost of doing this podcast um, I believe I have it set up that you can do uh, a monthly uh, support of a dollar five dollars ten dollars and twenty dollars again every bit of it helps I am grateful for it. It'll help me to pay for my time uh, because it does take a long time to edit these <laughs> and record them. And, you know, it does cost me money for hosting and blah, blah, blah. And again, I want to thank you. And if you are someone who is a writer, an editor, a publisher, a best-selling author who is getting ready to launch their book or relaunch their book, you know, fill out the application to become a podcast guest. I would love to talk with you. It would be great to spend time with you. And you get to share your message. 
and I'll help you promote your book. <laughs> so, anyways, go to pen to paper press com check it out and uh check out the other podcasts lots of great wisdom out there i thank you and remember the most important message that i could share with you your words have power your words have power especially when those words come from your heart those have the most power your words have power and your story matters your story matters. Somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to read your story. All right? You take care of yourself. And until next time, put that pen to paper and write. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>